You're listening to the Dear Billionaire Podcast, an honest conversation about attracting and retaining world-class household staff. So whether you're a millionaire or a billionaire, new money or old, if you already have a house manager and estate manager, or you're thinking about hiring one, you'll better understand how to be a good employer to find and retain trusted world-class staff, why you should care more about the people working inside of your home, and how to turn over the reins of management of your most valuable assets. I'm Kelly Ford Dixon. I was an estate manager for some of the wealthiest families in the world and am currently a luxury home management consultant. I'll be sharing some wisdom from other service professionals that may help improve the enjoyment of your amazingly complex life. So hello and welcome. Hi, everyone. This week, I've got top seven tips for hiring household managers, whether you are going to go in the direction of a seasoned pro or a newbie. So in private service, experience really does matter. But if you're new to hiring house management, you may default to someone outside of the industry and decide to train them which can work for your needs, especially if you think a house manager's responsibilities are similar to, say, a personal assistant paired with project management skills. And while they are, there's also so much more. So I'm going to dive into that today. Let's look at the other factors that are critical to your staff's success and longevity. Remember, in addition to saving a life, Your household manager also needs to understand HR practices. They need to have the skills to run a high-tech home. And private service really does differ from any other industry due to the really, really broad range of experience needed by that staff member and the personal nature of service inside of someone's home. It really is different. There's communication style, there's personalities and realistic expectations that either will make them or break them in this new role. The most challenging aspect might be the personal connection with the homeowner and clarifying assumed expectations. That's a big gray area here. These unique challenges are intrinsic to your service provider's success. In my first role as a house manager, my director of residence tried to prepare me for the expectations of 24-7 service. However, having come from outside of the industry, I kind of thought he might have been over-preparing me, and I thought I knew what he was talking about. But I I assumed that it was like household emergencies and late-night events. However, I very quickly understood that what he was talking about was every time the principal was visiting my property, if he was awake, I was awake, and then some. So let me explain. (laughs) These were 20-hour work days during his visit. I oftentimes stayed up, uh, as did the team, until about 2 o'clock in the morning in case he needed anything. We never knew. And then I was expected in the kitchen the next morning around 6 a.m. when uh, the chef got started with his day and when the housekeeper would show up, we would download about the day's events. It was an exhausting experience and it 
quickly sent me down a rabbit hole of, I can't believe I got a college degree for this work. It's not the best mindset to have in private service. I promise you that. To get more in alignment with your new house manager, uh, setting your sights on a long-term fit. So remember, we always talk about the goal would be to get somebody on board for five to 10 years. That would be ideal. Let's look at the seven critical factors that you might consider when you're looking for this near perfect fit. Number one is going to be personality, attitude, enthusiasm, and demeanor. Do you like them? And I don't want to suggest um, that you become friends, not by any stretch of the imagination, but your personal boundaries are essential. And you want to hire someone who you're really truly going to like and enjoy to work with. You want to know if they can roll with the punches. Now, no one's suggesting that you throw another property uh, on their portfolio or on their list of responsibilities without having discussion. However, it's really hard to outline every single job description um, when it's, it's private service. You've got multiple personalities involved in this conversation. But the pace and the demands of your lifestyle Uh, should be talked about and you should be looking for someone who can kind of uh, take it on, uh, take it with a a dose of sense of humor, if, if nothing else. Additionally, it's helpful to know whether they're an introvert versus an extrovert, because some people, um, who are extroverts, who uh, you need them to fade into the background would be kind of a miss. Um, Do they like routine or do they like variety? So if you're constantly redirecting them outside of their normal course of uh, getting things done, that's going to throw them off uh, their productivity. Uh, Are they thinkers or are they feelers? And there's subtle differences there you'll want to understand. Also, you want to know if they prefer to work independently or as a team member, and then take that into consideration with your other staff on board. But are they take charge or do they like to be a diplomatic collaborator? Um, Those types of issues uh, take a little bit of thought and a little bit of um, in-depth interview to kind of discover what would be a good fit. The second on the list is Are they, do they have natural organizational abilities and tech skills? Now, you need to just quickly look at your house and assess how technically challenging your personal needs are and the needs of your mechanical equipment. Uh, Do you also plan large formal events? Does their background meet with your entertainment needs? Is your house formal or informal? In other words, Um, If they're a blue jeans, kind of get dirty sort of person, that's not going to work with formal service. That's that's a mindset almost. So remember, assessing these and having your house manager be your go to person for solutions is the best fit for your lifestyle. Number three, leadership, management and teamwork. Do you have existing tenured household staff in place? 
Because remember, if it's if they if your house manager has a mentality of my way or the highway, you need to think again, because the last thing you want to have happen is that your existing household staff not mesh with your new house manager and your existing staff quits. Um, so you want to get your house manager on board. If you're trying to transition your whole entire team, make sure that it's understood that there should be a transition schedule so that everybody has a chance to get to know the property, get to know your needs, make sure your house manager is going to stay and that you like them and that's working out before you transition the other household staff out of their positions. Number four. Four, <laughs> do you have an onboarding and a training program? Now, most of you do not. If you don't, you're going to give need to give your house manager a fair amount of time to onboard themselves. Remember, um, without this in place, you're going to have to communicate with them on a more regular basis or they will fail. They will guess themselves till tomorrow with what you want and need. But honestly, if you want to get what you want to get as far as service is concerned, you're going to have to tell them or they're going to flounder. Um, you also want to make sure that <laughs> if you can minimize uh, any household emergencies, if you know there's tricky uh, mechanical systems and you're putting a new person in charge of all of that, you're just, you can't hold them accountable until they really get their feet on the ground. And again, one to three to six months, depending on how complex the needs are, how fast paced your lifestyle is, and what all you're going to throw at them as far as number of staff, number of contractors, these all take time. Number five, communication style and frequency. Are you available for frequent communication and weekly feedback? Uh, is your candidate a wordy storyteller or can they get to the point? Now that's verbally and that's email. Um, if they're going to drive you crazy with the whole backstory, make it a point of saying, you know, we need to correct this. I, I need to be spoon fed only the essential information um, and, and make them be concise about their information because otherwise uh, you'll get too frustrated. You'll turn off communication because it takes too much time or too much patience. And that's going to be a, a big wedge in that relationship uh, ongoing. Number six, do are they emotionally mature? Can they let things roll off the back, uh, off their back? Can they take critical feedback and sometimes we don't shine it up for them uh, in a soft way. That's the ideal situation, but oftentimes it's more of a don't do this, don't do that kind of situation. And if they're going to take it personally, um, that's really the number one thing in private service is take it, say thank you for letting me know and everyone move along. But ideally, they are the calm in your storm and they are the first person that you get to turn to during a stressful day for solutions. So make sure you follow up on their background, past employment experiences, and talk to their references about demeanor and um, emotional uh, stability and maturity. Number seven, the final tidbit here is 
budget. Now, remember, even billionaires have budgets, but let me explain. If you require 24-7 service, pay up, really, in a 24-hour situation. I don't care if you need them every day, all day, and all night, but if they need to keep their phone on, they are working. So pay for that and realize that's three eight-hour shifts during that 24-hour period. Divide it up if you don't want to pay one person for that responsibility. It really is daunting when you can't make personal plans, when you can't um, you know, even plan dinner with friends. When you don't have control over your personal time, I can tell you how that feels and it's not good. Uh, you're going to burn that person out. But before that step, make sure that they don't feel devalued or unappreciated um, and realize that, that that you really do need to pay for that time. It helps. Doesn't cure it, but it helps. Um, and I hope that they, what I did was I did the math. I'm working a hundred hours a week. If I break that down in by hours, um, I was making less money per hour than the housekeeper was. And the housekeeper was able to go home at night, turn her phone off, uh, have weekends off to some extent. And so that creates a little imbalance in that house manager and it's not a good one. So aside from the salary, reconsider part of your budget, training, onboarding, any mistakes that that person makes in the first uh, one to three months, you, you have to suck it up. You know, this is the cost of taking a new staff member on board. They're going to screw up something. But remember, you've got recruiters fees, not to mention time to advertise vet new con um, employees or candidates, interviewing time and hiring new staff. Um, that is uh, hard to calculate what the value of that is. So ideally, you're going to into a relationship with your house manager for the long term, and you're setting them up for the most amount of success in that role. It really is in everyone's best interest to hire a near perfect fit as a trusted business partner. My best suggestion is to hire a luxury home management consultant, somebody like myself, to set up a household management system so that let's say this person doesn't necessarily work out. Your first house manager doesn't necessarily work out. You're going to have to repeat that whole onboarding, the whole get to know you part, the whole house uh, mechanical systems discovery. If you've got that information in a system, it makes it so much easier for them to onboard themselves. Uh, so again, uh, it really is an asset to manage your personal properties. Um, spend some time with a domestic staff recruiter who spends time with you getting to know you, your wants, your needs, your household requirements, the existing staff, that relationship and work one-on-one -on -one with them. Don't send it out to six different domestic staff recruiters. Um, they're just going to send you resumes because, and they're guessing at what you need. 
And that's going to take more time for you to vet that information. So establish that relationship and exclusive agreement with your domestic staff recruiter and, and, and invest some time in getting that whittled down so that they know exactly what you want. Anyway, that's what I've got for you today. I hope it's helpful information. Thank you for listening to the Dear Billionaire podcast. Please check our show notes, find us on social media, and sign up for emails to receive promotions and notifications from Estate Management Systems about our house management systems and services. We also have a YouTube channel with past contents that may be of interest to you. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast and to our YouTube channel to receive notices of our weekly topics. And lastly, I want to thank Leonie Lawrence Van Sandwick. She is my editor, virtual assistant, and all-around smart woman that keeps things on track around here. And to the brilliant Paige Ray Creative for all of my brand development for all of my products and services. Thank you for listening.